International hashtag the real agape. I welcome you to today's service by the grace of God. I pray that the God of Israel, who is our only true God, will be guiding us as He always does. He is always with us, and we are always with Him. He is the one who enables us through the Spirit of the Living God to to to, to be able to be in a position by His grace to worship Him, to even be able to worship the Holy One of Israel. I thank God for you all who are listening today, who are with me in the service. Um, I thank God for those of my children who shall be able to hear this, the message of the day uh, on the podcast or, or by sharing. My, may the God of Agape, the God of Israel, bless everyone and bless the ears of those who shall hear this word. And let this word that I share, share today by the grace of God be a blessing to people, Almighty Father, and I pray that everyone, whoever shall hear this word of God, will bless their lives. They will live by this life, by this word of Father God. I pray for application, practical application, Almighty Father, upon your people. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua, Mashiach, I ask you, Father God, that whoever shall hear this word, Almighty Father, they shall regard it as education for living, Almighty Father God. They shall regard it as a point as to successful Christian living, Almighty Father, particularly in this year, 2022. Almighty Father God, as you build your church, O oh God, by Agape for All Nations Ministry International, hashtag the real Agape. Moving forward, Almighty Father, we bring, as we do, the real thing. Almighty Father, the real loving, the real agape, Almighty Father, but not just talking about agape, but on the mouth, but being able to practically put it into practice, to do it every day, Almighty Father God, doing the agape on a daily basis, O Father God. How I pray, Almighty Father, that your people will be blessed as they hear the word, and not only hear the word, as they be able to apply that word, Almighty Father, in their own personal lives. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua, Mashiach, have your way, as always. I praise, I commit every detail of this service into your hands, Almighty Father, Ruach HaKodesh. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, I have prayed. Amen. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the master key. Jesus started with a prayer, and he ended with a prayer. Prayer is the master key. Praise the Lord. Agape Oye, as we are by God, by the grace of God, He has allowed us to see the day called the 9th of January 2022. Hallelujah, somebody. And I take it as a privilege and an honor to be able to beam the word of God once again from the blessed number nine, Fourth Park in Sterling, Scotland, United Kingdom. Hallelujah. I take it as an honor and a privilege to be able to beam the word of God from the very same living room where I shared and preached the vision and released the vision 
of Agape for All Nations Ministry International for the very first time to the people of God who were gathered in this house on the 27th, 26th of August 2007. The very same room, the very same place. I'm standing here as I release the word of God to the people of God on the 9th of January 2022, releasing the word of God to the Church of God. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. On the 9th of January 2022, releasing the word of God from number nine, Fourth Park. <laughs> Our God is a good God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Releasing and broadcasting the word of God, the living word of God from number nine, Fourth Park on the 9th of January 2022. By the grace of God, the message of the day is based on the on the book of Matthew chapter 26 verse 41 and is simply entitled according to the, the scripture watch and pray watch and pray p r a y not watch and pray p r e y while we watch and pray our enemies and our haters, they will watch and pray, P-R-E-Y. But they do that to, at their own peril because the mighty hand and outstretched arm of our God is in the house. As God looks after his own people, that's you and me. Ladies and gentlemen, go with me or come with me as I go yonder. As I go up the mountain, Mount Moria, and share with you some education for living, some education for Christian living. And I pray that the few things that I'll share with you today, you will apply them in your life. And if you do so, and when you do so, you will find that the year 2022 going forward will help you to become an even better child of God in this exciting vision of agape hallelujah watch w-a-t-c-h and pray p-r-a-y in brackets not watch w-a-t-c-h and pray and pray p-r-e-y so the first one is for the children of agape the first the second one in brackets is for your haters and your enemies. Let us read uh, from the Word of God. Matthew, read up, please. Could you go to Matthew chapter 26 and verse 41? Matthew 26, verse 41. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Hallelujah. That is the word of God as read. Watch and pray. That was the advice from our Lord Yeshua Hamashiach. That you will not enter into temptation. Why do you need to watch and pray? So that you don't enter into temptation, number one. So that you can have your... your he says the spirit indeed is weak. But you want to make sure that your spirit, your flesh is stronger, is weaker than the spirit. 
because you want to make sure that for you to overcome in the year 2022, your spirit man, when you watch and pray, your spirit man will always be overcoming the flesh. Your spirit man will always be stronger than the flesh. Watch and pray that you not enter into temptation. When you do that, your spirit man will always be stronger than the flesh. For some of you who remember, I've shared with you some before God is just reminding me now of the example I give you about someone who had two dogs, a brown dog and a gray dog. So let's say one of those dogs represents the Holy Spirit, the other one represents you, your flesh. The brown dog and the gray dog. Hallelujah. Let's say the gray dog represents the Holy Spirit. Or let's say gray dog and white dog, to make it clear. Gray dog and white dog. Let's say the gray dog represents flesh and the white dog represents spirit. The spirit of the Holy Spirit in you. So I shared that example and I say, if you, there's a guy who, as a scenario, or a guy, someone who owned who owned those two dogs, and he used he used to take them out for uh, for a fight, and people in the streets would bet on which would win. So it was an old game in the old days when people didn't have uh, internet and, and, the, and the entertainment the way we have it today. So what would happen in that story is that he would go out every day with his two dogs. And everyone will come and bet and see who is going to win. So people would throw their bets. Some would throw their bets on the gray dog. Some would throw their bets on the white dog. And the owner of the dogs would also place a bet. Because they are dogs. Dogs are dogs. So it doesn't matter if you are the owner. But that's what everyone thought. So so people would, some people would put their money on the gray dog. Some people would put their money on the white dog this week. And some would win and some would lose. And next week or the next time again, some people would put their money on the white dog and some would put money on the, the gray dog. Like that. It went on like that. They would just move and forth. Some would win, some would lose, some would win, some would lose. Um, so, but it's, over time, they realized or some people noticed that the owner of the dog always won. The owner of the dogs was always on the side of those who would won. Always. And someone began to ask and wonder why. How is it that he's always winning? These are dogs. But I tell you now the secret. Because the owner of the dog, the dog is the one who was feeding them. <laughs> the owner of the dogs is the one who feeds them. So if he wanted the grey dog to win on a particular day, you would just make sure the week before the day of the game or the fight, you would feed the gray dog so much and, and make sure that they, and starve the white dog. Make sure that the white dog has no food or it's very little. Just little, in, just give it now, just enough to survive. And it makes feeding program for the gray dog. So they would go and fight, and obviously, because the white dog is so weak, the white dog would lose that day. He would do the opposite the next week, feed the white dog more, and starve the gray dog. And so when they go for the contest, obviously the white dog would win and the gray dog would lose. And he would continue to do that in the alternating as he went along. 
So that's what he was doing. So someone found out that was his secret. What I learned from that is that you, the person who is listening to me and the person who is speaking, we are the owners of these dogs. Imagine yourself being the owner of these two dogs. The one, one of the dogs, the gray one represents your flesh. The white one represents your spirit man. So on any day is the moment you wake up on any day, even when you are sleeping for your information, because as God neither sleeps nor slumbers, your enemy, the devil, also neither sleeps nor slumbers. He copies God. So at any time in your life, rest assured that the enemy is fighting you. And they fight you through your flesh. That's a great dog. And God is always also wants to fight for you. That's who is represented by the white dog. So on any day, day by day, ladies and gentlemen, one day at a time, because you live one day at a time. Whether you have success at the end of the day, it all depends on which dog you have fed during that day. The more you feed the flesh dog, the more the spirit dog loses. The more you feed the spiritual one, the spiritual side of your life, the more the flesh loses. It's as simple as that. I pray that you try and apply this little example in your life. So the Lord Yeshua Hamashiach gave us a beautiful advice. He says, watch and pray so that you not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Those are the two dogs. One of them is willing, the other one is weak. But when you watch and pray, you find that you are feeding the spirit man and you are starving the flesh and you are on the winning side every day. And ladies and gentlemen, if you are like me, I don't want to be on the losing side daily. I want to be on the winning side every day. And I want to make sure that by the end of the day, by the grace of God, every day, I am determined every day to make sure that the spirit side of my life is fed a lot more than the flesh side of my life. Hallelujah. Of course, they, are, they both need to live. You need to eat. You need to, you need to make sure that your body is alive so you cannot completely ignore feeding your flesh side. But make sure always that the spiritual side of your life is fed a whole lot more than the flesh. Hallelujah. So you overcome and you conquer on the advice on the matter that Yeshua Hamashiach showed us in the church, in this advice. When at the end of that very scripture, he said, for indeed the spirit is willing, but the flesh will be weak. But let it be that after you hear this message today, it will be for you the opposite. Hallelujah. That the flesh will be weak and the spirit will be strong. Hallelujah. Watch and pray. So we continue on this message. To continue today, we will start off, kick off from where we left. That example, I'm sure, is preaching on itself. The one the example I've just shared with you. If you apply that in your life, you shall live. Even if I were to stop here now and say I've ended the service, I'm sure that the practical example I give you about the two dogs is a very good uh, visual aid that can help you in your Christian walk 
particularly in this year 2022 and going forward. Watch and pray. Our Lord and Master Yeshua Hamashiach said. Taking off from where we left last week, we said no carryover after crossover. Hallelujah. And I want you to apply this as you apply this teaching of today and the teaching of last week and the crossover teachings. Put them together and you've got a recipe that will help you go through and sail through the year that is called 2022. So crossover message, the two crossover messages plus this one, when you put them together, you find that if you continue to make reference to them over time, God will give you a successful, glorious, victorious 2022. Mark my words. Hallelujah. So carrying on from where we left, no carryover after crossover. Ladies and gentlemen, let that be for real. For real. No carryover after crossover. That must be for real. No more just mouth talk. That mantra, let that be our watchword throughout the year 2022. Let it be your watchword. No carryover after crossover. We cannot continue with this carry-on of stuff, 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 stuff. And talking, 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 talking. No carryover after crossover. Let that be your watchword. And you'll be, you live a happier life in 2022. Continuing, taking off from the example that I shared last time, the practical example when I had to say, let the children live. I will not take it. I will, I will still continue with that, but I will not teach it at that level. Hallelujah. Watch and pray. What are you supposed to watch? Let's give an example again of doo-doo. I'll call it doo-doo. Or number two. Is it number one? Let's say, in terms of posting, let's regard and consider the physical posting. You know that in the United Kingdom, at least as far as I know, almost every door to every address, there's a little space that is left on the front door, usually. It's never the back door. But it's the front door of almost every house. In fact, I should say every house in the United Kingdom, as far as I know. There's a little space that is left for the postman to bring mail to the house. Hallelujah. And so imagine a scenario where the, you receive physical post that comes through the door. We all do that. And in this case, the physical post arrives as registered parcel to be signed for only the registered recipient to open it. And you are there, you are at home, the postman arrives. Usually they don't just throw this through the door. They will knock on the door because they have to be signed for. You open the door, the postman hands you over a parcel and asks you to sign. You sign for your parcel and you go into your living room, you sit on the beautiful sofa with a smile on your face, you are excited to see what's in the parcel. Hallelujah. 
you have sat on your beautiful sofa in your beautiful living room and you are excited you are expecting a pleasant surprise ladies and gentlemen what you do is you open the parcel and you get a nasty shock you get a nasty surprise you get a smelly surprise a doo-doo surprise in other words somebody somebody has been nasty enough to give you a parcel registered a parcel containing doo-doo imagine how horrible that is imagine the shock the horror that you have and you almost jump out of your beautiful sitting room out of your beautiful sofa as you receive this duty surprise consider the possible scenarios in respect or in relation to your reaction consider the possible scenarios in respect to your responses to this situation imagine yourself in that situation how are you likely to respond i'll share with you a few possible scenarios you could have more when you think about this later on i would imagine that you would scream in shock you would immediately throw it as far away as you could you get so shocked and so surprised that you your your mind and your body is literally shaking how could somebody do such a thing how on earth could someone send you a parcel of such stuff you are in shock but immediately while you are in that shock you grit your teeth you rush to the bathroom and flush that stuff down you go back and sit in your living room you are crying you are in tears you are so dejected you probably not probably you spend the rest of your day in shock and disbelief it's a possible scenario i'm saying there are so many scenarios you can think about this later on but in this particular scenario this person does that this is their response they flush it out immediately they sit back in their living room they are in shock and the rest of the day obviously their day is completely ruined if not the whole week but they sit down during those hours and they tell no one they sob on their own they cry on their own how on earth could someone do such a thing they sob they pray they cry but they tell no one i want to say to you this last part is rare that it's a scenario they sob they cry but they tell no one nobody let me put the proviso again that this last bit is rare it's rare for someone to receive such a situation and not tell anyone but this, this, this is not your response this person is in disbelief has cried and wept 
and then prayed, but still told no one. Another scenario, they cried and wept, and they tell their best friend. Yes, they flushed it, but they'll tell their best friend what happened. Or they tell their closest people. In other words, that's more than just the best friend. The best friend and the people that are closest to them. They tell family and their friends. So you can extend the scenarios as much as you like. In the first scenario, someone doesn't say anything. As I said, that's a rare scenario. The more likely scenarios are when you tell either one person, your best friend, or some people, or a number of people, or everyone you meet, because you are in shock. Another scenario is after screaming in shock, you immediately seal back the envelope, writing and write down a forwarding address on the envelope. And you go to the post office and send it that is forwarded to one, maybe your best friend. You are now posting the same video to your best friend. Or to your one member of your family. With a message, can you believe this? Watch what I have received in Or you send it to one of your close relatives, or you post it to one of your haters, even one of your enemies, for them to get something back. Another scenario is you scream in shock, you gather some courage, you break it up in smaller chunks. Oh, 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 I don't know how I can do that. But you break it up in smaller chunks and you put it in different envelopes. And then you send it forward to your best friends, your family, and other people, and all your loved ones for evidence. You want them to see the evidence. Because you told them, and some of them were like, I can't believe this. So you post it, you chunk it, you break it in the chunks, and you send it to your loved ones and your friends for evidence for them to see for themselves what was sent to you watch and pray think about those scenarios watch and pray is the subject of the message today Let's consider the posting in the modern day terms. Let's consider the posting as an electronic post. Instead of mail that came as a registered mail, instead of mail that came through the post and come to your door and you sign for it, consider it as an email that arrives in your email address. It's a WhatsApp message that has come. It's an iMessage for those who have got iPhones. You get it on Instagram. The point is, I could go on and on the fact is, or the point is that it's in your inbox. It's in your received messages. 
doodle package, doodle message. What are the response scenarios? You can consider the same way as in the physical form. You can even have something. You see, it's all posting. Someone has posted physically, it arrives through the door. Or they use the same word posting on social media. It may be posted on Facebook, posted on a blog, or posted on someone's status. When that happens, in this case, these are public posts. Many people have seen it, you included. Many people have opened that video. You also did, because it was also in your inbox. What do you do? Do you delete it immediately? In other words, you flush it away? Or do you pass it on? Do you forward it to your friends, your family, and your loved ones? Do you do the duty posting? Think about this. Watch and pray. Do you even pray at all? When you receive such stuff, is it prayer that comes to your mind first? After you have screamed and screamed and cried in disbelief, do you pray? Do you watch and pray? Or do you react as people in the world do? Watch and pray. What do you do with the posted doodle? What do you do with the posted poo? Do you delete it immediately? In other words, you flush it away and nobody will ever see it again? Or do you forward it? You forward it to who? To how many people? And the key question is, why? Watch and pray. Have you decided to be part of the Duty Conveyor Belt? And they say the Duty has gone viral. You see, there's a reason why they say it has gone viral. Think about it. Think, watch, and pray. Salah. When you read the Bible in the Kingdom Version, when you hear the word Salah, it means stop, pause, and think. Anytime you read the Bible, it says Salah. That's what it means. Just think for a moment. Pause. Don't act before you think. Because the reason why a lot of people end up in trouble is they are quick to respond before they take the advice of Yeshua Hamashiach. Watch and pray first. Salah. Everybody say Salah. Pause for a moment. Think. Watch 
and pray before you act or before you react. The problem, like someone said to me, one of the servants of God I've been meeting all of these years. In fact, more than two of them say to me, the problem with the Pentecostal world is emotion. They are mostly guided, their reaction or their action is mostly guided by emotion rather than the word of God. They are not normally and usually grounded in scripture. When something happens, they act in emotion instead of acting in accordance with the scripture. They react first and never pray. Some react first and then pray later, which is too late. They say this is the problem with the Pentecostal world. When things are happening, there are glory times, they are using the same emotion to the extreme with so much excitement, so much emotion in the house. Everybody is excited to high pitch. When things go down, go south, with the same zeal and amount and the hyper of emotion, but they go in the opposite way. The reaction is hyper, but in the negative way. It's also emotional. Adrenaline. Physical adrenaline pushes them. Because they don't go or to rely on spiritual adrenaline. They rely on the physical adrenaline. And they use motion again, more, a lot of it, when they go south. But the message of the church, the message of God to the church of God this day is watch and pray. Prayer is the key. We are in the days of what you call the 12 days of prayer and fasting. This message is pertinent at this time. What do you do? How do you respond? What is your reaction when things happen? What is your reaction when somebody says something to you? Do you pray first or do you pray later? If you pray at all. Or do you just act in emotion? Is your response word driven or is it emotion driven? Watch and pray. So, they say you have received the posted video and they say it has gone viral. Yes, they are right. Because viral is a form of virus. That's where the word virus comes from. And what is a virus? A virus is something dangerous and destructive. Like a computer virus. It destroys a computer. It destroys everything that you've saved. Ah, using that word. Everything that you saved. <laughs> when you are saved, you are saved. But when a virus comes in, it destroys what you saved. <laughs> Somebody who is a saved child of God, when they allow the virus to come in, it destroys, destroys salvation. And people act as if they were never Christians, as if they were never children of God, as if they never touched the Bible before. Mm. 
the same Bible that they would rush to hit the pulpit and get excited with emotion. When Judy arrives in the post, emotional response they scatter and they run. And they spread the judo. It becomes viral. And the enemy laughs. Yes, it's going viral. Yes. It's a it's a virus. It travels very fast. And it's very dangerous. And it's very destructive. The same way it behaves on your computer. It's COVID-19. It's a virus. It travels very fast and it kills people or makes people very sick. Thank God if they don't die. But sometimes they become sick to death. It's a virus. You let it go viral. Some people become very spiritually sick as a result. Some people become dead spiritually. They die. It's a virus. It's gone viral. Unless you get a vaccine from heaven. Unless you get an, an antivirus software. Which kills the virus. Your computer is ruined. Your data is destroyed. All your hard work of many years, of not many months and years, is completely gone within a matter of a second. Emotional response. Boom. Whoosh. Everything gone. Finish. Dead. Virus. But for those who have put an antivirus within their system, an antivirus system, that is the word of God. The word of God, that's why uh, Sammy says, they were divided in my heart. The word of God should be your basis of response, no matter what the situation is. Always ask yourself, how would I respond? How, what should my response be? According to scripture, and according to biblical precedent, there's nothing new under the sun. Anything that you go through, check scripture, you find somewhere in the scripture something similar happened. Check what happened. What was the response? How did people respond? It? How did God take it? How did God deal with that situation? That's what's called biblical precedence. Pray first. Prayer first removes you and takes you away from emotion and puts you into the word. Prayer first puts in antivirus in your system. And the virus does not destroy your computer, which is you. You remain saved. <laughs> your data remains saved. Because you have the antivirus of scripture. You have the antivirus of the word of God in you. You are rock steady. So for those who receive the duty and forward it, whether to one people, or to 1,000 people, or to one million people. It doesn't matter that everybody else is doing it. That's why it goes viral. Because everybody else is passing on the duty. The question that begs an answer is, why on earth are you forwarding duty? Mm. Mm. Why on earth are you forwarding a virus to others? Think about it. 
watch and pray. Today, I'm going to share with you by grace of God, if time allows, 12 pointers of life. This is the first one. Carrying on from last week. The first one simply says, no carryover after crossover. This is what I'm going through now. We see the connection between the last message and this today. So carry over from there. Carry on from there. So you can link the messages. But today, by God's grace and time allowing, I'll share with you 12 pointers. Some of them I've already given to you last week. I gave them as just points. And there's some of you have been thinking about those points and pondering on those points. And I say to you, as you ponder over those points through a year, you will live a more victorious Christian life in the year 2022. Mark my words for those who shall do so. Watch and pray. Before you react, think, watch, and pray. Before you respond, think scripture, watch, and pray. Your reaction and or your response will certainly be very different, trust me, if you watch and pray first. This has been proven time and time again. The moment you watch and pray first before you react, trust me, trust the word of God, immediately your response will be very different from the one, from the response of the one who just responded in emotion. Mark my word. Think first. Look before you leap. Pause before you part. Selah. 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 If you want to forward things, why not forward the good news? You see, this business of forwarding to do is the enemy's business. He enjoys that. That's what he's using the world. That's what he's doing a lot in the social media. There's more of fake news and fake theories and all those kind of stuff that is, that is messing up people in their minds. Conspiracy theories, they call them. Fake news, they call it. But it's becoming more truth than the truth itself. Why? Because of the virus. It goes viral. And it kills many people. And it leaves many people sick. It either leaves people very sick and or it kills them. Why on earth should, be, should you be part of that bandwagon? There are a few Christians out there, people of God, who are trying very hard to compete with this system. And they are using also, why don't you use the same system for positive things? Why don't they post you do? Why don't you post the good news? Post. Let your good news go viral. Let the word of God go viral. Post a scripture. Post a song. Delete the duty that came instead of forwarding the duty, forward a song, forward a scripture. Forward a gospel song 
or some helpful music, even if it's not necessarily gospel, something that you know that when your friend or your sister or your brother receives that music, they will be singing the whole day, they will be rejoicing. You know what I'm saying? Even if the music is from your pleasure, it doesn't matter. But you know that if I forward this music to my sister, they will just be dancing. Let your sister or brother rather dance than cry on the on the steering wheel when they receive that. When you receive doo doo, just flush it out, delete it, and it tells you to forward it. And you say immediately instead of forwarding, let me forward the Jehovah's message song or someone else. Let me forward a Christian song. Just let me rather spread the good news. To cancel this bad news I have received. If you do that, you will live a much, much happier life in the year 2022. Mark my words. Hear me, house of Judah. Hear me, Agape. According to Proverbs chapter 6, chapter 4, the word of God says, Hear the words, the advice of a father. And so, the writer of the Book of Proverbs says, I was my father's son. When you take the advice of a father, you live a happier life. These days, and this day, I stand in my shoes as a spiritual father, providing guidance, spiritual guidance, and helpful advice to the children of God, who, by God's grace, were brought to me as my spiritual children. Count yourself blessed if you are one of them. Because I give you and I teach you nothing else but education for living. As you know, I never give you theology. I never share with you theology. That's why I never learned theology. I share with you, thus says the Lord. I share with you practical living. Daily. Christian living, practical advice and guidance, not theory, not theology. Watch and pray. That's not theology. That's real. That's real. That's that's not theory. That's real. Good advice from our Lord Yeshua. In two simple words: watch and pray. And then he says, when you do that, you will not enter into temptation. Things will come your way, but you overcome them. That's what he means. You find that your spirit is stronger than the flesh. When you follow his advice, watch and pray. It is his advice, and as his servant, he has just sent me today to deliver the same advice to you. You have it in your Bible. You have it with you. But I'm expurgating it for you so that you can have a better and a more joyful spiritual life, Christian life in the year 2022. Watch and pray. Watch what you receive in the post, whether it's physical, whether it's electronic. Yes, scripture says we are in this world. Why do you receive such things? Don't cry and say, why am I receiving this? Why should I get this? You are in this world. I am in this world. I also receive such stuff. Even possibly more than you guys do. 
every day. But I'm not bothered by that. And I've never forwarded anything to anyone. I just flush it out and I pray. I try my best. I'm not a holy person. It doesn't make me a righteous person. It doesn't make me a holy one. I just try what I can. I try to live by this. It helps me to live a happier life. I remember someone asked me a few years ago, why the day are you always smiling? I've never seen you looking miserable. That's the secret. I always look on the bright side. I always never forward to do. I flash it away and I pray. So watch going forward. Watch what you post. Watch what you repost. Watch what you forward. Watch what you post yourself to others. Watch what you post on social media. In short, ladies and gentlemen, watch and pray. Your haters and your enemies will be doing the same for your information. Only with a different motive. Only with a different agenda. They also watch you. You know, that's why you receive that stuff. They are watching you. You, can, you get surprised. You get shocked sometimes when you, 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 you are like, how do they know this? How do they find out this? You know why? They are watching you. They are doing exactly the same thing. Watch. But instead of praying P-R-A-Y, they are doing the watching so that they can pray on you. P-R-A-Y. And the more you forward the duty they send, the more you are um, advancing their agenda. They are praying agenda. P-R-E-Y-I-N-T. You are helping them to kill many people. You are helping them to have a lot of people messed up. They are watching. They do the watch and pray in the negative agenda. They watch to destroy. They watch to kill. Pray is P-R-E-Y. They pray on you. They pray on your family. They pray on your loved ones. They pray on your projects that you're doing for success. They pray on your church. They pray on the man of God in your life. That's what they're doing every day. Can you afford to not watch and pray P-R-A-Y when they are daily watching you and praying on you P-R-A-E-Y-A-I-N-G? Ladies and gentlemen, hear the words and the advice of the Father. From 2022 onwards, from this day, if you're doing the opposite, apply the scripture, apply this word, watch and pray. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. 
Prayer is the master key. Jesus started with a prayer. And he ended with a prayer. Prayer is the master key. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Prayer is the master key. Yeshua started with a prayer. And he ended with a prayer. Prayer is the master key. We sing that song in the church. Yeshua started with a prayer. And he ended with a prayer. Prayer is the master key. Do you start with a prayer? And do you end with a prayer? Or do you do the opposite? No wonder you are in pain. You have been in pain in 2021 and beyond and below and before. Because you did the opposite of what you were singing. But from today, when you apply the advice from your Lord Yeshua Hamashiach, our Master, our Savior, the Messiah, you find yourself on the victory side every day in 2022. Prayer is the master key. No matter what happens in your life, let your response, first of all, be guided by prayer. Refuse a situation where your response is emotional first and word later. Emotion first and prayer later. It always destroys you. If you apply the word, the advice today, prayer first, response later. You find that your response in your life is more peaceful and more joyous. And your enemy is confused even more. Ah, hallelujah. Ah, hallelujah. Prayer is the master key. Yeshua started with a prayer. And he ended with a prayer. I say prayer is the master key. Yeshua is the way. Yeshua is the way. Yeshua is the only way. Yeshua started with a prayer. And he ended with a prayer. Yeshua is the only way. Yeshua is the key. Yeshua is the king. Yeshua is the king of kings. Yeshua started with a prayer. And he ended with a prayer. Yeshua is the king of kings. Watch and pray. It's a serious in the time of prayer. It's a serious and the most powerful and most helpful message while we are still in the time of God, there's a prayer. Your enemies, they watch what you do. Then they pray on you and your loved ones. They watch and they pray on you, P-R-E-Y, on your family and your family. They watch and they pray on you and your workplace. They watch and they pray, P-R-E-Y, on your assets 
and your possessions. They watch and they pray, P-R-E-Y, on your church and your men of God. They watch and they pray, P-R-E-Y, on everything about you. In fact, everything and anything about you, they watch to destroy. They pray, P-R-E-Y. Brother, my sister, you are better when you pray, P-R-A-Y. They are praying, P-R-E-Y-I-M-G. Fails and falls on his face when you pray. Because God answers an email. The God of Agape answers an email. When you apply this word, you live a victorious life every day. As I put in the pistol, you should know your enemy. Watch your enemy's moves, therefore. Then pray for God, to God. Pray to God, the God of Agape. He has given us a truth. Pray for, to God for him to act on your behalf. Don't act yourself. Pray to God and ask him to act on your behalf. As he responds with his mighty hand and outstretched arm. Hallelujah, somebody. You will be glad you did. When tested, when posted, pass the test, then testify to the glory of God the Father. But if you are tested, and if you are posted, and you fail the test, the enemy will testify instead of you. The enemy will testify while you cry. And the enemy, guess what? Will get the glory. No way, no way, no way. It shall not be so anymore. For the child of Agape now knows better. Hallelujah. Anyangrayaona. Too late. Too late. The child of God, the child of Agape, shall be a winner day by day this year. Point number two. I've spent too much time on point number one. That was just leaving us with the last message. I gave you this point already. Live a forgiving life. Point number two. Live a forgiving life. But I move faster so that I can finish them. I think I've got 12 of them today. There are many I shall share with you as the year goes by, as your father. That's why you find that Agape is unique. You get unique teachings. Education for living, brother. Education for living, my sister. That's what you get when you are going yonder with your father. That's what you get. Practical hints for a successful Christian life. Number two, live a forgiving life. Make it a lifestyle, like I've said already. Decide while you are still in this early part of the year. Decide that you are going to forgive anyone and anybody who does or says whatever, whatever, and put whatever in, in capital letters. 
who does or says whatever to you. I like it actually when they say, ah, whatever. That's what you should say. When someone says tough to you or do that, just say, ah, whatever. And you forgive them. Decide today on this the 9th of January 2022 as I release the advice from number nine, Fort Park. Decide today that you are going to forgive anyone and anybody who does or says whatever to you. That's why the Zimbabwean singer says, Rure Guerrero in advance. That was very good advice. That guy is a carpet. I, I, I wish I could get him. But people sing things like that and they just turn to Rure Guerrero in advance. You know, they never actually apply. If you apply that, I can assure you, you live a happier Christian life. Decide today that no matter what happens, no matter who says or does what, you decide today before it happens that you are going to forgive according to scripture, according to the instruction given to you by Yeshua Hamashiach. What is the instruction? Forgive every day 70 times 7. Sorry, 70 times 70, 7 times 70, yes. How many times should I forgive? Seven times, 70 times. And that's every day, baby. You do the maths. Is there anyone who on any day can wrong you? The same person, one person, wrong you seven times, 70 times a day. Or you allow that person to destroy you just by one tweet or one WhatsApp message. one post, whichever way you have received the post. If you decide today that whenever such a thing happens, because trust me, baby, it is going to happen. The more you worship, the more the enemy is angry with you. But don't worry. He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. That is the word of God, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. Decide today. When you make that decision yourself, then you find that forgiving, living a forgiving life, you will make it a habit. So I advise you, make it a habit. Make it a lifestyle. And I'll tell you, if you do that, you will live longer and happier and you will live a less stressful life. Mark my words, Agape. In fact, you will not only live a happier and longer and less stressful life, you will cause so much stress to your enemies and your haters when they see that you are not affected by whatever they say or whatever they do. Let them be the ones who will sleep. When they see you posting yourself, enjoy. Post yourself, enjoy. While they send a post of Dudu a few hours ago or a few minutes ago, post yourself having fun. Post yourself dancing in your kitchen. Post yourself dancing in your living room. Yes, baby, post yourself dancing. Post yourself rejoicing. Let them wonder what is happening to you. 
Let them know and realize that you receive the spiritual vaccine from heaven. You are applying your father's advice and you are the happier one as a result. Let them be the ones who stress out, wondering why their duty is not working on you. Hallelujah, somebody. Let them be the ones with sleepless nights. Let them be the ones who are wondering. You know one thing, it's actually cheaper to forgive than not to forgive. It's more costly and more expensive to not forgive for any information. In other words, forgiveness, or rather, forgiving, not forgiving at all, will cost you a lot more. But forgiveness, <laughs> forgiving someone, costs you nothing. It doesn't cost you to forgive, but it costs you to not forgive. That's the reason why Christ Yeshua Hamashiach, our Lord and our Savior, gave that as an instruction, as a command. He didn't say pray about forgiving. He didn't say pray, he didn't say forgive when you can. He didn't say forgive when you are, when you feel like it. Because forgiveness benefits you, not the one you are forgiving. Forgiveness benefits you, not your haters and your enemies. Whatever they have done, whoever has wronged you, I can assure you, if you apply the forgiveness mental, if you apply the forgiveness idea, suggestion, or command, you live a happier life. No matter the magnitude of what they've said or done. They don't get away with anything. Don't say, ah, I think they'll get it. If I forgive them, they are getting away with stuff. That's the what? That's the language of the world. Which contradicts the language of the word W O R D. It's you that gets away when you forgive. Not them getting away with anything. Mark my words. Watch and pray. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, Church of God, the acid example I gave you, I've thought about that and it's in the books. I gave that example that unforgiveness is like acid. It eats and it destroys its container. I say, I'll say it again. Unforgiveness is like acid. It eats and destroys its container. If you can find the acid somewhere, it's very rare to find it was dangerous. But if you can do the experiment yourself, just pour it from a specially prepared and, and a, a, a prepared and made container. It has to be then pour it into anything that is in the house, any household item, cup, plates, whatever it is. Just pour it and you see what happens to the cup within seconds. That's what unforgiveness does. Ladies and gentlemen, watch and pray. So, as you receive acid, yes, you receive acid in this world because some people, the reason why they are pouring acid on you is they want to bring you out. Check the book, the book pillars of the vision of Agape. I even have in there visual examples, pictures, images that will shock you into acceptance, that will shock you in applying this scripture or this point. That as soon as someone pours or spits or put or pour acid on you. It will happen because you are in this world. 
immediately pour it out and spit it out within seconds. Don't even allow it to sit within you for a second. That's how powerful forgiveness is. Don't even allow it to sit on you and in you for the day. Just quickly say, rubbish. This is rubbish. This is a doodle. Out of me. Out of my mind. Out of my spirit. You may think about it, but you say, I don't care about that anymore. It doesn't bother me. Don't let it bother you. You have spitted it out. Spill it out. Spill it out. Spit it out. Pour it out of your system as soon as it gets in. Don't let it linger on for a few minutes or even for a few seconds. That's enough to damage your internal organs, ladies and gentlemen. The critical organs of the human being, lungs, heart, liver, intestines, when you allow the acid to be inside of you, these ones, the critical organs, they die first. Then eventually you die too. That's why, the fa that's why fatal COVID attacks the lungs and the other internal organs. They are called the vital organs for a reason, baby. So I say to you, and I give you a nugget today, unforgiveness damages and destroys the vital organs of the child of God. You cannot live long without your vital organs. And you cannot function normally if any of your vital or internal organs is damaged or dysfunctional. Think about it. Watch and pray. That is the Father's advice today. Ladies and gentlemen, unforgiveness drives you nuts. N-U-T-S. It drives you nuts. That's the language of the world. Then you, you realize how that language, they use that language actually, but the world encourages you to, to remain unforgiving so that you can become nuts. It drives you crazy, unforgiveness. In other words, you go mental if you refuse to forgive. Imagine. You go mental, seriously. You may end up physically and spiritually sectioned. Ladies and gentlemen, you are better off applying the advice. Watch and pray. Live a forgiving life. Make it a lifestyle. Make it a habit. You are better off when you do. By the grace of God, we shall win this battle. By the grace of God, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, you shall win this battle. By the grace of God, you shall win. Agape, by the grace of God, you shall win any battle. By the grace of God, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, you shall win any battle. Oh, by the grace of God, you shall win. He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. You are in this world, but you are not of this world. Mark my words, child of Agape, child of God, 
watch and pray. Number three, watch the comments of sympathizers. Watch the comments of sympathizers in courts. Watch the comments of empathizers. Because usually their empathy will bring apathy and apathy. Watch and pray. There's nothing wrong with having people who are supportive. If you know they are supportive in a positive way, yeah, receive their support. But watch when they respond, when they react, when they come to you to support you. If you have prayed before, God will bring the right people to give you the right support. Support that will help you to heal, not to hurt more. Watch and pray. There's a nugget I gave to you before. You can apply this on those people who say they are coming to give you cancer. Advice. Scripture actually says in the book of 1 Corinthians, the word of God has advised through the servant of God, Paul, that when things happen in your life, don't go out to seek advice and counsel from the world. As if there's not enough sufficient counsel and advice in the word of God. There's nothing new under the sun. No matter what you go through, whatever situation, scripture has covered you. There's enough of his word to provide counsel to you. That means if you don't find it yourself, it's important as you pray first, God will lead you to the man of God in your life. God will lead you to scripture that you have in your house. God will lead you to a verse. If you don't have a Bible in your hand, that's why you have that gadget. Use that gadget to your advantage. Open it, Google, Google a chapter. Google a chapter in whatever version you want and begin to read it. When you receive stuff, just Google a chapter, some, any some, wherever you are. If you are driving, just stop by, park somewhere, and read Psalm 23. Fit that into your system so that you are flushing out the virus of the world. That's watching and praying. When people come to help you or to assist you, be careful who they are and what they are and what they say. Because some sympathizers end up making you worse. The church must learn the advice of God that when you want counsel, you are better off going to the church, to the servants of God, to the scriptures, to the Bible, to the word of God to receive counsel not from so-called professional counselors. I've not seen anyone who got better as a result. They always get bad, get worse. They become suicidal because they are receiving counsel. It is strange when people of God, children of God, refer other children of God to people outside, so-called professional counselors outside, who never read the scripture, who never apply the word, 
who apply the word system of council instead of applying the way the word system the councillors who apply the world system the system of the world to provide counsel to you yet you have the word the system of the word of god and you are walking away from that going into the system of the world to get counsel that's, that's the opposite of wisdom i don't want to use the word that is the opposite of wisdom for a child of god who has got the bible for a child of god who has got scripture in the house for a child of god who has got a man of god or servants of god you've got the whole structure in the church to help you if you don't want to go to the man of god go to the commissioner go to the senior envoy go to other people or leaders within the church and if they begin to use weird ways of counseling you walk away you want someone who gives you scripture you want someone who counsels you with the word of god you want someone who when you go you went there crying and you you are feeling hopeless but by the time you leave that place or that person you are feeling better that's the mark ladies and gentlemen of the right spiritual counsel and advice it leaves you feeling better it leaves you hurting less in fact if you have approached the servant of god or the people of god their counseling should leave you healed not hurting more mark my words ladies and gentlemen watch and pray i shared with you this nugget it's in the books and somewhere i says a person with compassion does not pour water on a drowning mouse think about that he or she who has compassion does not pour water on a drowning mouse that's what you get when you seek counsel from the world you usually have this exactly this picture they pour water on a drowning mouse Usually the so-called counselors of the world, they usually make you even worse. They make you feel even worse. You hate and hate more. You hate H-A-T-E and hate H-U-R-T even more after the advice, after the counsel. If, if that's your measure, trust me, if, if you are feeling that you are hating now more, you are hating even the person who ever wronged you. You feel you hate them more. You are hating H-U-R-T more after receiving the so-called cancer. Then I can bet my bottom dollar you have received the wrong cancer. And some even go and pay for such cancer. Can you imagine? You are charged for such cancer. They say, we give you our shoulder to cry on. Just find somewhere to speak out. But does that help you? Does it make you feel better? Watch the way you can know it's feeling better. Is it healing you? Are you hurting less? H-U-R-T. And are you hurting less? H-A-T-I-N-G. Unless you are hurting H-U-R-T-I-N-G less, and unless you are hurting H-A-T-I-N-G less, that cancer has not helped you. But trust me, when you apply Yeshua Hamashiach's advice, watch and pray. 
you find that after receiving the right counsel, you hurt less and hurt less. And before you know it, by the stripes of Yeshua Hamashiach, you are healed. The reason why people never heal when things happen is because they go to the wrong people. They seek the wrong advice. They seek, they seek counsel from the wrong people who only make them worse. They build them, you, you to them so that you become their body, so that they, can, they own you. If like anytime you have an issue, come to me. They begin to own you. Don't go to that person anymore. They make you hate that person who hate you even more. Hey, watch this is a scriptural response. That's why Yeshua Mashiach said, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Can you do that? With the advice that person will give you, the counsel that person will give you, will you be able to say, okay, I'm going to pray for this person. They need help. But you feel that after you receive the counsel, you are hating that person more. You feel you wish you could meet that person and shoot them. Yet you have received the counseling. Watch and pray. These people are usually commentators. And the commentators are spectators. They are spectators of your life. They are watching your life, but they don't live your life for you. Some commentators and some who may come on your side for your own information, they are motivated by jealousy. They think you are better than them. So their advice is really trying to bring you down to their level. That's the idea of leveling up. And you think you are receiving cancer. Watch, ladies and gentlemen, like I've said to you before, when they say, if I were you, the moment you hear that phrase, run, run away, watch, and pray. The moment someone says that to you, you know how to say it now, you know how to respond. I'm glad you are not me. So stop it right there, because you shall never be me, and I shall never be you. Ladies and gentlemen, take this and respond like that. It's not being unchristian. It will help you. Tizane upenyuako. If I were you, no, they are not you. They are not hearing. They, they, they are. They've they not heard this message. They've not heard this powerful message that helps you in life. They were not there. They will never listen to the podcast. So how can they be you? They don't read the Bible when you read it. They don't pray when you pray. They are not doing present worship when you do. They don't do all those things. They're not doing you. They're not hysteric too. They are not reading the Bible. They are not there. And they say, if I were you. They will never be you. And you hear some people saying, I'm not judging you, but... Again, watch that word. The woman say, ah, I'm not judging the person who did this to you. I'm not judging that person, but... Oh, 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 watch and pray. Is there sympathy and counsel helping you at all? Is it helping you to heal and forgive? Or is it making you Hat H-U-R-T and hat H-A-T-E even more. If the sympathy and counsel makes you angrier and angrier and makes you more determined than ever before to get back at the person who wronged you, if it makes you want to see that person destroyed or dead, then the sympathy or counsel is not helping you. 
the sympathizers and counselors or empathizers have in fact brought more gas, more fuel and fire to your ambers of pain and hurt. It's not helpful at all. Watch and pray. Number three. Why should I? Why should I? Lord help me. Sorry, number four. Number four. Why should I? Before you say or do something, I've already given you this before. Only that I didn't give you the heading. Before you say or do something to someone or to anyone, ask yourself, is it going to bless him or her? Is it going to put a smile on his face or their face? Or is it going to ruin their day? Is it not going to ruin their week? Or is it going to really ruin their year? If not actually even ruin their life. Ask yourself, why should I say this? Why should I do this? Before you do something. Before you say something. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray you find this advice of a father very helpful today. And I trust by God's grace that if you apply this teaching, this advice, you will find yourself in 2022 a much happier Christian child of God who will live every day a victorious life. Why should I? Why should I say this? Why should I do this? Is it going to bless someone? Or is it going to ruin their day? If you think it's not going to be nice, if you think it's not going to bless their lives, if you think it's going to ruin their day, their week, or their month, or their even their life, please, please, for goodness sake, don't do it. If you think it's going to ruin their day, or their week, or their month, or their year, or even ruin their life, then for goodness sake, please, please, don't say it. Hallelujah. Think about it. Would you like someone else to do exactly the same thing to you? That's why you hurt. You, you cry and you hurt when you receive beauty on your phone. But why would you do to other person? Would you like someone else to do such stuff to you? I think not. So why not apply the golden rule that was given by our Lord and the Savior? Yeshua HaMashiach in Matthew chapter 7. In fact, find time, go and read Matthew chapter 7. That's where he talks about judge not so that you will not be judged. That's where he talks about do unto others as you'd like them to do unto you. That's what's called the, the, the golden rule of Christian life. But who applies that at all? Who applies that anyway? Watch and pray. Do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. Is the so-called golden rule of Christian life, which no Christian applies in life. Isn't that funny? Isn't that strange? No wonder many Christians are in pain. No wonder many Christians are damaging each other day by day. Because they cannot apply that very strong, powerful, very helpful commandment from our Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach himself. Do unto others is you would like them do unto you. In other words, if it's not something that you'd like for to do to you, 
Why are you giving it to them? If it's not something that you like to say to other people, or it's not something that you want other people to say to you, why are you saying it? Will you decide from today to apply the golden rule of Christian living? Will you? Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't mean that you become holy and righteous. It doesn't mean that even me sharing this, I'm holy and righteous. No, far from it. No human being is ever holy or righteous. I can tell you that. Because if anyone becomes holy, then they become God. I can worship that person. Show me who is holy. I've said this so many times before. If you see a person who is holy, holy, holy. That's why the 24 elders in heaven, every day they are saying holy, 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 holy to the holy one of Israel. No human being can ever have an angel say holy, holy, holy. Because the moment a creature, a creature created by God becomes holy, then they have moved to the realm of godness. And if you find a human being who is holy, I can tell you I'll stop worshipping a God that I have not seen physically with my eyes except the way he has shown, me, shown himself to me through the clouds and other things and the trees and the things that I've seen except for the little evidence of his hand and his signs of his hand and images that I've seen here and there. But if I can see a human being from head to toe who is 100% holy and you tell me this is the one, I can bet my bottom dollar, I'll tell you today, I'll stop worshipping the God that I not see, I'll go and worship that person. He or she will be God. But I can assure you, there's nobody who is. No matter even if they preach from the platform of holiness, I can bet my bottom dollar that God is looking at that very simple and say, you are talking about holiness, but you are not at all, even close, not even close. He says in his word, if you say we are without sin, we call ourselves a liar. We call God a liar. So don't listen to the enemy who says, oh, if you try to do this, or apply this thing that the apostle is saying, you, you think you are holy? That's how they, I see it's my spirit right now. That's why God said actually, I receive my spirit that someone who will be attacked by the enemy saying, ah, you think even, even the apostle himself, when he's saying this, is he, he, is he holy himself? I never said I'm holy. I'm just giving you a hint for practical Christian life day by day, which will give you practical victory. You live a victorious life every day if you apply these things. You are better off applying them than not. Do unto others as you like them do unto you. God shall never lie. God shall never, never lie. Our God is not capable. Of telling a lie, God shall never lie. Hallelujah. God shall never, never lie. Our God is not capable of telling any lies. His word is truth and nothing but truth. They live a happier life who choose to apply his word and be invited and influenced by the world. Why should I? That's point number four. If you 
think about all these things I have advised you, and you still want to go ahead and say what you want to say. If you think about all that I have advised you, and you still want to go ahead and do whatever you wanted to do before, I will say to you again, before you do, do what you want to do. Before you say, say what you want to say. Ask yourself this further question. Why? Why am I insisting on doing it? Why do I insist on wanting to say? Why are you so determined to say? Why are you so determined to do it? What is your motive, baby? What is your agenda? Is it to build or to destroy? Would you really want to be part of the devil's destructive machine? Have you really signed up to be the one who is mightily used of the devil? Are you a builder or a killer? Are you a builder or a bulldozer? Are you a killer or a lifesaver? Are you a murderer or a blesser? The choice, ladies and gentlemen, is yours. Oh, King Yeshua, show me the way. I need life before it's too late. Oh, King Yeshua, show me the way. I need life before it's too late. I went to my father to show me the way. He couldn't show me the way. I went to my mother to show me the way. She couldn't show me the way. I went to the professional counselor to show me the way. He or she couldn't show me the way. So, King Yeshua, show me the way. I did life before it's too late. Apply that and you hear him say, I am the way, the truth and the life. I am the way, the truth and the life. I am the way, the truth and the life. That's what Yeshua says. Without the way, there is no going. Without the way, there is no going. Without the way, there is no going. That's what Yeshua says. Without the life, there is no living. Without the life, there is no living. Without the life, there is no living. That's what Yeshua says. Without the truth, there is no knowing. Without the truth, there is no knowing. Without the truth, there is no knowing. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what Yeshua says. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's what Yeshua HaMashiach says. Watch and pray. Point number five. I've given you that before already. Let me move with time. Don't volunteer information. These are practical hints, education for living. Release information only on a need-to-know basis. Don't be a chatterbox. 
watch and pray. Imagine, watch these things. Uh, practical, I'll give you a practical example. Someone will phone you. They sound hyper. They are so excited. Oh, hey, I just calling you today. You say, someone who has never called you before. Someone who last called you maybe a year ago or something like that. Suddenly they call you at the end of the service today. They call you tomorrow morning or in the evening. Yeah, hello, my sister. Hey, hello, my brother. How are you? My goodness. Oh, I've been missing you. I've not spoken to you all this time. I heard you were with the apostle today. What did he say? Can you tell me? Oh, my goodness. I miss that man. He's my father. Can you tell me what you say to you today? Oh, my goodness. Oh, you're my sister. Oh, you're my good one. Tell me. What does he say? What does he do? Tell me. Ask yourself, watch and pray. Why? All of a sudden. And then you use wisdom and say, oh, God bless you, my sister. Thank you for calling me. It has been a long time. But if you want to know what your father, you call him your father, if you want to know what he was saying, do what I did. I was also in your position. I also wanted to hear because I knew and I know to this day that this servant of God has got a word that saves my life. He's got, he is anointed to give me teachings, counsel, advice, scripture, word of God that helps me to live a better practical Christian life. And I was missing him for this time. I did what I could do. I looked for him until I found him. That's why I could tell you that I hear. I was with him today. I heard the auditor today. But I cannot tell you myself. Why don't you do what I my advice you is just do what I did. Go and find your way to your father. I'm not going to tell you how to do it, but find your way until you find him too. So you can hear him what he says. Isn't that better advice for you? You say I think that's better. You want when you do that, you shall hear it from the horse's mouth, my sister. You shall hear it from the horse's mouth, my brother. I advise you to do that. God bless you. Bye. Watch and pray. Now, if they are serious, they will call you again. They say, you know what? I understand where you are coming from, but I am really serious. Then you give them the point. They say, if you are serious, then I will tell you. I will not tell you what you said or what you did today, but I will show you. I'll, I'll give you a pointer in terms of how you can eventually also be able to hear be able to sit in the service and hear what I, what he's teaching. And if the person is interested and excited and serious, you have watched and prayed so you can give, go to give you the guidance in terms of how to deal with that person. Go to give you the wisdom. But don't volunteer information. No matter how they ask for it, don't volunteer the information. Help the person. Remember the nugget I've shared with you before? He who chatters to you also chatters about you. Watch and pray. Before you release unsolicited information, do a risk assessment first. Do a damage assessment first. Assess the risk first. Check. Check. Watch and pray. Ask yourself, what's the likely impact on the recipient? Why? What is the likely impact of the message or the information I'm going to release? Why do they need to know this anyway? Why should I tell them this? Why do I have to tell someone who was not at the conference every detail of what happened to the conference? Why do I have to tell someone who was not even sharing a room with me every detail about the person I was sharing a room with? Why are you telling them that? 
you are, we went for a conference and you happen to be sharing a room with someone, one of your brothers, one of your, one of your sisters, sorry, if you are sisters, or one of your brothers, you are brothers, you were together. And Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you had gone for a conference. And you are hearing what this person is saying, what they are doing. And then after the conference, you get a phone call from someone else who was not with you in that room or hotel room or, or lodge or whatever. And you begin to tell them, oh, I was with sister so-and-so during the weekend. This is what he did. This is what she did. This is what he said. Why are you telling that person? Why are you volunteering that information? Do they need to know it? Why? Release information only when they need to know basis. If you apply this word, you'll find a lot of people will be saved from gossip stuff. Connected to that is number six. Don't receive unsolicited information. Number five is about you releasing it or volunteering it. Number six is receiving volunteered information yourself. Don't receive. Watch out for unsolicited information. Watch out when someone says, let me tell you this. Let me tell you something. Or someone says, I gotta tell you this, my brother. I gotta tell you this, my sister. Or you really need to hear this. Or you're not gonna you are not gonna believe what I'm gonna tell you. Those are pointers, ladies and gentlemen. That's somebody that that's about to release doo-doo. And you're like, watch and pray. When you will say those words, it's a pointer. God is giving you a pointer. They have tactical, clever, and even malicious ways of offloading rubbish into you. So be very careful when they say that. Ask them, first of all, my brother, my sister, what is it about? Or if they say, oh, it's about your commissioner. Straight away, those statements like, begin to speak in tongues. Sorry, my sister, sorry, my brother, if you want to talk about my commissioner, you have called the wrong person. You, you really need to hear this. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't want to hear whatever you have to say. So watch. Don't, if the person has called you, they want to say something. It's their fault. It's their problem. It's not you. But say quickly, what is it about? You want to know? Ask it. Hey, is it about brother, sorry, sorry, the church? Is it about the senior envoy? Is it about the commissioner? Is it about the board member? Is it about the attache? Is it about the steward? Is it about your church? It's straight away. They're like, uh-uh. I don't want to hear it. Because there's nothing you can tell me about my commissioner. There's nothing you can tell me about my church. There's nothing you can tell me about my senior info, about my passion. If you've got something to tell me, if God wants me to know, I will know it the way you knew it. Then ask yourself the second question. Or ask that person the second question. Why me? Why have you picked me of all people to be the one who wants to tell this stuff? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There's a reason, ladies and gentlemen, why that person has picked you and not the other one. There's a reason, ladies and gentlemen, why that person has picked you as an attache or as a steward or as a board member or whatever to speak to you rather than speak to the other attache or the steward. There is a reason. 
And in 99% of the chances, 99% of the cases, the person, ladies and gentlemen, I'll say it as it is, they are disrespecting you. Because they've judged and they've concluded that you, you are the sort of person, the type of person who should receive such rubbish, such information, and they've concluded and judged that you are the person, the kind of person who, who is likely to pass it on. Don't allow people to disrespect you to that extent. No matter how hyper they may be when they call you, ladies and gentlemen, they are simply disrespecting you. That's the highest level of disrespect. When they think that I can't say this to this one, but I can say it to this one. Look at that. They think about them like, who should I tell? Uh, they've got a whole list of people they could form. They're like, I, no, I know I'm not going anywhere with this one. This one is too much. I, I know. I, I, can I phone this one? Ah, no, no, I don't think I can. Ah, but this one, yes, this one, yeah. I'll call this one. They have disrespected you, baby. No matter how hyper they are like, oh, my brother, oh, my sister, oh, my goodness, I have missed you, but I just felt that you need to hear this. You and I are buddies, you know. Watch and pray. No matter how they may pretend or sound friendly or even over-friendly or hyper-watching, they have decided that they cannot say the same thing to so-and-so. You are the weakest link, so they have concluded. In Zimbabwe, they have a little game they used to play. They have concluded that you are You are the weakest link in the, in the chain. Don't allow people to disrespect you to that level. How do you avoid it? The message today, watch and pray. Watch. Check before they go too far. Just one word or one phrase is enough for you to understand or to give an idea, to have an idea what they want to say. You have an idea of the nature of the information they are about to release to me. Straight away, you will say, oh, stop there, my brother. Stop right away. Don't even pretend that you are suddenly got busy or you need to go somewhere. No, people have, they, are, they think they're being nice. Ah, you know what? I, I just got busy now. You know, I, I know you're you are trying to push the person out. But they will respect you more if you do it this way. Tell them straight away, I don't like the fact that you disrespect me by thinking that I am the one or the type of person you should bring such information to. I don't like it at all. You have disrespected me a lot. I'm not a bin or a trash can or a trash bag where you come in and dump all the rubbish that you have. I want to be honest with you, my brother. I want to be honest with my sister. I feel very disrespected. I'm sure you could have shared this with other people, but you, you thought I'm the one that should receive that information. There are people you've cancelled. You decided not to share this information. There's a reason. You respect those ones. Aha, aha, aha. You respect them, but you chose to disrespect me. I'm sorry, my brother. I'm sorry, my sister. Don't do this stuff to me anymore. 
He did that in 2021, he did that in 2020, he did that in 2019, he did that before, but not anymore. I am better advised now. I've heard the word of God. I read Akashi Boko. I have received the teaching and the counsel of my father. Watch and pray. So please, please, if you continue, I'm going to cut this phone right now. I want you to know, listen, you are not being an Christian. You are not being an adopted. Never ever let the enemy say, hey, that's not Christian. I'm teaching you now, that's a Christian response. In fact, when you respond like that, the person will respect you from today, from that day. Say to the person, if you are going to continue with this, I'm not going to continue with this for anymore. I'm, I'm going to cut you off. I don't want to do that. I'm telling you. Don't ever do this to me again. Don't ever disrespect me again. Okay? Now let me pray for you. Then you pray. Father, I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach for this, my brother and my sister. Almighty God, I pray that your spirit of God will be in him or here, that only they, they will be able to release the good news. We are tired of releasing to each other bad news. How I pray for my brother and my sister that they will learn from this day to find good news to release to others and to keep the bad news to themselves. I pray a blessing of this nature upon his life or her life. In the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. Catch you later. Bye. Trust me. <laughs> from that day, from that moment, that person will begin to respect you. There is something called respect, ladies and gentlemen. There is something called respect. Point number seven. Between you and me. Between you and me. Watch. Watch out for this phrase again. Watch out when someone says between you and me. Don't be hungry for gossip. Refuse to handle, to have an appetite for gossip. Otherwise, you will attract all the gossipers to you. People who say between you and me, ladies and gentlemen, as I've shared and thought before, they have so many between you and me's. They are like a tweeter, a tweeting bird, which just throws things into the air. They are just tweeting into the wind. Between you and me. They are liars, lying through their teeth when they say, it's between you and me. Those who use that phrase for your information, they are actually fishing out for gossipers. Mm. It's a well-known and a well-proven bait. It gives you a false sense of confidentiality. Nothing but confidential. There's, there's nothing that they are giving you except to confidential broadcast. Confidential publication. Now, is there anything like that? If it's broadcast and if it is published, how is it still confidential? There's no such thing as unnamed sources. Watch. And pray between you and me. Number eight, live a prayerful, goal-oriented life. Live a prayerful, goal-oriented life. This is a loaded message. How I pray that the people of God worldwide 
those who are hearing me today can see the power in these teachings, the advice of a father. And those who shall hear the message on the podcast, I pray that you shall find this message of value, maximum value as they walk, their Christian walk in the year 2022 going forward. Number eight, live a prayerful, goal-oriented life. Stay focused on your personal goals and objectives in life. Set your goals and write them down. Develop a plan of action or an action plan to achieve your goals. Pray for God to give you guidance and wisdom regarding your personal projects. Pray that God will direct your steps always. Scripture says the prayer, the, the steps of the righteous are ordered of God. When you put things, your projects and your plans into God, He will direct you. If you need customers, He will give you the right customer customers. If you need clients, He will give you the right clients. If you are looking for suppliers, He will give you, He will lead you to the right suppliers. Whatever project you are doing. If you pray, live a prayerful but goal-oriented life. God will direct your steps. Pray more and talk less. If you like talking, if you like speaking, then speaking in tongues. Hey, God is so good. He knew. He realized that people like talking. They like speaking. So he said, okay, speaking tongues then. You like speaking all the time, then speaking tongues. You find yourself you pray more and you talk less. If you want to speak, you like speaking, speaking tongues. You find you live a more successful life. Hallelujah. As a child of God, don't expect miracles all the time. Plan to work hard at your goals. Avoid things that promise instant results. They lead to a life of laziness and frustration. And they end up cutting, you end up cutting corners and doing dodgy things to achieve instant results and instant success. Watch out for that trap. Your father once taught you to go If you do dodgy things, you lock yourself up. I've taught this before, and you know this by teaching. They are practical in their life, and they are real. Watch in your life, your friends, your relatives, your loved ones. Right now, they are locked up. They don't know how to get out of the jeans. They say the things that they did, looking for a quick fix, wanting to become a millionaire overnight. Watch the millionaires. They work hard, baby. They set a goal, and they work hard. While you are sleeping, they are out there working. I've worked in the stock exchange before as a finance person. If you go right now, you'll be speaking, sleeping. But the stock exchange does not sleep. Those guys are working night out. They are making decisions about your life while you're sleeping. So they become millionaires and billionaires because everybody else is sleeping. They are working hard. In fact, the Bible does not encourage the folding of hands. It says folding of hands leads to poverty. Poverty is knocking on your door. 
Don't just say I'm a child of God and I'm expecting miracles. Miracle. My, uh, I, I'm expecting a miracle to happen and the child become a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire, 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 millionaire. You never worked. You don't, you don't even have any plan. Huh? You want a miraculous millionaire person. Live a prayerful, goal-oriented life. And God will bless you. Don't be a miracle-oriented Christian. Learn to work hard and be proud of your achievements. Hallelujah. As you have to apply the things of God and apply prayer in your projects, you know, you pray that God will bring the right destiny helpers at the right time. That's a child of God. You become successful. You work hard when you plan your things. God will bring the right destiny helpers at the right time. Hallelujah, somebody. Never have nothing to do. The devil very much loves those who have nothing to do. In fact, I'll tell you this. God does not use someone who is not busy. Hallelujah. God does not use someone who is not busy. God uses hard-working people. In fact, I'll tell you this. If you want anything done, and anything done well, look for someone who is very busy. Those who know what I'm saying, they know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Those who know, they know. If you know, you know. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. Uh -huh. If you know, you know. And today, ladies and gentlemen, as I share this beautiful word with you, you are chilling with the big ones. You are chilling with your father and I'm releasing you big stuff. Because you know what? We are blessed child of God going on with your father. You are chilling with the big one. Hallelujah. So you get the big stuff. You get the big education, the big knowledge that helps you propel you into success in the year 2022. You are chilling with the big one. Blessed are you, child of God. If you want anything done well, look for someone who is very busy. Because the person who is looking for someone like they value effort, they value time. People who are busy, they value effort, they value time. They get things done. It's as simple as that. They get results. They are achievers. Listen to this. Listen to this. Mark this one point. Rich people live an easy life because they choose to do the difficult or hard things in life. While poor people live a hard life because they choose to do the easy things. Let me say it again. Rich people live an easy life because they choose to do the difficult, hard things. Poor people live a hard life because they choose to do the easy things. Take note. Watch and pray. Easy come, easy go. You know that as a father, your heavenly father, God also wants to say, well done, my child. Well done, my son. Well done, my daughter. You've worked hard. You sought my advice and my counsel. You took my leading. Well done. But don't just sleep and expect a miracle. Make prayer your lifestyle. Live a prayerful, goal-oriented life. Don't just live aimlessly and so long life. Don't live a so long life kind of attitude. Apply application. A 
at the end of each day, ask yourself, what have I achieved today? What have I done today? Education for living, my brother, my sister. Ask yourself, what did I achieve? What did I do yesterday? That's a prayerful, goal-oriented life. Ask yourself, what did I achieve last week? What did I achieve last month? What did I achieve last year? If it's nothing, then you say, oh, 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 oh. It's because I hadn't received this teaching. But thank God I've got it now. Have a prayerful mind. When you have a prayerful mind, ladies and gentlemen, that's the only way you can pray without ceasing. Mind of a mother. Number nine, avoid procrastination. God help me to finish that. Avoid procrastination. Don't live a life of almost. Avoid procrastination and don't live a life of almost. Never live to do tomorrow what you can do today. That's where the word backlog comes from, ladies and gentlemen. Procrastinators will help you pushing things behind and pushing things forward. I shall do this later. I shall do this tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, it's today. Why not do today's things today? Because when tomorrow arrives, ladies and gentlemen, you know what? It will be cold today. And when today goes, it is cold yesterday. It's past. It's gone. You can never recover lost time. Yesterday is past. It's past tense. Today is present tense. It's present. It's a gift. That's why it's called the present. Tomorrow is future. It's future tense. It's uncertain. It's not guaranteed. You may never see it actually. Like I've said to you before, do you know, I've said many times, it is normal to say good night, but it is grace to say good morning. You may never see it again. Someone saying one day at a time, sweet Yeshua, tomorrow may never be behind. You know that song. One day at a time. Today is today. Don't do, don't try to live to do tomorrow what you can do today. Because tomorrow, when it becomes today, it will also have its own program for the day. And if you continue to push things and push things, you end up a backlogged life. You end up with so much backlog. That's where it comes from. And when you apply this teaching, you have no baggage and no backlog in your life. Tomorrow is never yours. Still, it arrives in its time and on time. And when it arrives, like I said before, it's no longer called tomorrow. It's now a God-given gift. So it's called today. That's why it's called present. It's not the future. It's a present. It's a gift. You've got it in your hands. Use it wisely. Hallelujah, somebody. 
Don't live an almost life. Huh? Don't live a life of almost. I almost got the job. I almost beat him in maths. Oh, I was almost number one. Oh, I almost made it. Well, the fact is, you didn't. Oh, I almost, I almost got a train. <laughs> you can sound, it sounded nice, but the fact is, you missed the train. The person who missed the train by the minute is as bad as the person who missed the train by hours and hours and hours. And the same as the person who did not even go to the train station when they realized that they were running late. In fact, they are even better because they use that time for other things. And you want to say, I almost got the train. I just missed it by a minute. You missed it, baby. You didn't get the train. Full stop. Don't say all. Don't live a life of almost. I almost got the job. He didn't get the job. You know what? Almosters are losers. Do your best first time. You never get a second chance to give your first impression. When you apply these teachings, you become an achiever. Achieve, my brother. Achieve, my sister. Don't underachieve. Otherwise, you become an almost. Well, if you want to be an almost, then be an almost in the negative sense. You get what I mean? Rather be an almost in losing. Not an almost in gaining things. I almost got it. If you want to be an almost better, you say, I almost lost the job. <laughs> it means you still got your job, brother. You still got your job, sister. I almost died. It means you are still alive, baby. You have no chance to say, I almost lived. <laughs> if you want to be an almost, then be an almost in the negative. That's a funny thing. If your almost has got something to do with the negative, then it's a positive almost. I almost lost the job. That's a negative. It means you got the job. I went for the interview and I almost lost it. I almost didn't get a job. That means you're the one who got the job. I was running very late. I almost missed my plane. I almost missed my plane. It means you didn't miss the plane. That's the good news. So if your almost is to do with a negative, then it's a positive almost. And vice versa. If your almost is to do with a positive, like I almost got the job, then it's no use. You didn't get the job, baby. If your almost has got to do with the negative, with a the positive, then it's a it's a it's a negative almost. Hallelujah, somebody. Don't be an almost person. Watch and pray. Watch 
time. Don't miss out on the things of God. I've got two more to go. Help me to finish. My tomorrow shall be better than today. My tomorrow shall be better than today. When you get the chance, sing that song. Expect your tomorrow to be better. What I'm teaching you today is helping you to move forward, to propel forward into your tomorrow, so that your tomorrow shall be better than today. Point number 10. Don't miss out on the things of God. Scripture says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 24-25, maybe I've been talking all the time. Can I ask my son, the Hebrews 10, verse 24-25, you already know the scripture. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the matter of is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. Hallelujah. You know this teaching I've given so many times. Provoke one another unto love and good works. When you go to church, you encourage each other. When you attend the service, when you attend prayer, anything to do with the church of God, anything to do with God. Ladies and gentlemen, you are blessed if you determine throughout the year 2022 and going forward as a child of God that you will not be happy if you miss out on anything to do with God. Because when you are there, you provoke one another. It doesn't matter if you go to church and someone says something that hates you. That's not, they are not God. You go there to be blessed. You go there to, to participate. You go there to do what you can. You go there to offer your sacrifice of praise. Hallelujah. That's why the scripture says, the man of God says, I was glad when they said, let us go unto the house of the Lord. That's the right attitude, baby. Fully happily and willingly participate in everything that happens in your church. Let me say it again. Fully, happily and willingly participate in everything that happens in your church. Don't try to find ex excuses. If you do that, you are just shooting yourself in the foot. Don't create your own excuses for not attending. Don't create your own or find an excuse for not attending church service or Bible study or prayer meeting, whatever. You know how people have to do, they, they create an excuse and they, they think they're being smart. I'll just tell them I was, I, I, I got a shift. Who is them? <laughs> you think you are fooling God? He knows where you are. He knows what you are doing. But you can tell the commission, ah, I, I, I had a shift. Or I just come from work. But some came from work at the same time as you arrived and they went to church. Hello? Put God. Don't miss out on the things of God. Hallelujah. Don't entertain arguments or counter arguments about things of God. Offerings and other things, offerings and worship. Don't entertain little arguments which contradict the word of God. Don't entertain little arguments which go against scripture. Flatly resist such things. Because they also resist the word of God. Hallelujah. Don't hurt H-U-R-T-E, the word of God, by trying to please the world. 
don't hurt the word W-O-R-D by trying to please the world W-O-R-L-D. Never feel good about not participating in the things of God. God will bless you, ladies and gentlemen, if you faithfully attend to his things. The things of God. <laughs> when you attend to the things of God, you know what? God will attend to your things. God will give you things. Trust me. My son, read Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 to 34. Let's talk about things. What are People want things. Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 to 34. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? How shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. Read it again from 31. Slowly. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things... Do the after all what? For after all these things... Do you what say these things? Go on, after all these things. After all these things, do the Gentiles seek? The kingdom of God. And then and, what? And his, and his righteousness. Uh -huh. All these things shall be added unto you. <laughs> Somebody say things. People want things. People want things. People want things. But if you want things, don't miss out on the things of God. The scripture has made it very clear that if you put him, if you seek ye first the kingdom, and these things shall simply be added. Those who want things, they make seek God and save God first, and the things will seek you. You get the word. Apply this word. This is advice from your father, education for living. <laughs> that gives you practical hints, practical points of successful daily Christian living. Hallelujah. Daily. If you apply these points, I've taught you today, day by day, you'll find that the year 2022, ladies and gentlemen, will be a much more joyful and happier year for you as a child of God. Number 11, second last. Always put God first. Always put God first. No matter what it is. I shared with you a message like that before based on Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 which says, in the beginning God 
left the heavens and the earth. I stopped all that. I just preached. I remember preaching for a, quite a season. Just on the phrase, in the beginning, God. Babutanga Mwari. Always put God first. In the beginning, God. Babutanga Mwari. Before you leave your bedroom, before you leave your bed, ladies and gentlemen, pray first. In the beginning, God. When you do that, you watch and pray. Before you go in the shower, ask yourself, have I prayed already? In the beginning, God. Don't just wake up and go like a cockroach or a mouse. Because those cockroaches and mice, I don't think they pray. But, but they are, you know what, according to scripture, they've got their own way of worshipping. Before you drive away, the moment you sit on the seat and you put on the seat belt, ladies and gentlemen, put God first, say a prayer. It does not cost you five seconds. Just ask God to guide you on the road. It's as simple as that. Put God first. Before you start work, as soon as you arrive at the office, you've already prayed when you drove, you've already prayed when you're going to train, whatever means of transport you're going to use, pray first before you travel. As soon as you arrive at your office or your place of work, as soon as you sit at that desk, pray first. Put God first. Before you start a conversation with someone, pray. Put God first. Before you send an email, before you send a text message, before you post stuff, put God first. Whatever you say, ladies and gentlemen, for the sake of time, whatever you do, always put God first. I've shared with you before a nugget that says it pays in the end to involve God in the beginning. It pays in the end to involve God in the beginning. Never try to involve God as an afterthought. Never go to God as a last resort. Put God first. Husband and family and other people second. Others become third, fourth, fifth, but put God first. Hallelujah, hallelujah, somebody. I could go on and on and give you further examples. You can think of them yourself. For the sake of time, I'll finish off with the last one that I've also gave you last time. Ladies and gentlemen, as you involve God in your things, as you always make sure that you are doing the things of God for you to get things. And as you put God first and you watch and pray in your as far as your relationship with other people, conversations, things that are posted, things that you receive, as long as you apply the teaching, watch and pray, 
you'll find my brother, you'll find my sister, that the year 2022, you'll be testifying at the end of the year that how, 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 how I wish I had received these teachings before. In fact, some of us, we have received these things before, but we're saying how I wish I had applied them, agape for real. Hashtag the real agape. If people apply the teachings, your God has put on my spirit. I, I, I has anointed me to release practical teachings that help me if only people can put them into application. But never mind, don't let the devil beat you up and say, you never did this before. You're going to do it from today. And you live a happier life. You find that the year 2022 will be a most joyous, joyous life for you. You live a victorious life every day. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, point number 12. Stay connected to the man of God or if the woman if there is a lady, the woman of God in your life it is very important for spiritual covering that's why the enemy fights the servants of God a lot because he wants to keep you away from them he wants you to lose your blessing when you are not connected to them he wants you to keep receiving stuff that pushes you away from them. He's a very clever and cunning devil, but you are now more clever because you know the word. The servant of God in your life, it's God's design. It's the doing of the Lord that he puts someone in your life for a reason. It doesn't mean that you can pray on your own. You can still pray. Yes, you can. It doesn't mean that you can read the Bible. I'm sharing with you today. Does it mean that you can, you can preach? You can preach. I'm sharing with you today. It doesn't mean that you cannot read the Bible yourself and receive. Maybe, if, maybe some of you even read the Bible this morning, but did you receive this kind of revelation? You got something else. It's fine. It's what's for you. But God raises servants so that they can direct your life and guide your life and give you the spiritual cover, that key, ladies and gentlemen, that you need every day. By God's design, servants of God are raised by God to serve you, S-E-R-V-E. They are raised by God to minister to you. You need their spiritual covering every single day of your life. Every human being for your information is a spiritual being. Did you know that? Every, everything that is spiritual. So it's either this other side of spirit, which is not the Holy Spirit, who guide your life, or this the right side of spirit, which is the Holy Spirit to guide you. That's why it's important to stay connected to your spiritual, the man of God or woman of God in your life. Somebody or something that must cover for your spiritual life. Pay attention to the man of God in your life. Pray for him or pray for her if it's a lady. And God will pay attention to you. Let me say it again. When you pay attention to the servant of God in your life, God will pay attention to you. This is biblical. This is scriptural. Don't listen to the enemy who may tell you otherwise. There is a reason why the enemy will do that. Because you know the importance and the power of staying connected to the servant of God in your life. The devil knows that very well. That's why you try to do all sorts of things. You try to push you away. Hey, why have you done this? You do this and the enemies. You are like, how do they know what I did? So what? If you have done the right thing, you know you have done the right thing. If you did the man of God, uh, servant of God in your life, and they find out, they will not be happy, of course. They can comment and say, but just ask yourself, did I do something wrong? I did something right. I did the right thing for the servant of God in my life. 
End of story. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. I say rejoice. In the Lord I say rejoice. If he had done the right thing, the God of Agape, the God of Israel in heaven will be looking at you and will be saying, well done, my child. While the enemy is fuming because he's angry that you are going to get the blessing. He knows. He knows what happens when you do that. He's fuming, he's angry. Why did you do this? You see messages, you see text messages. They are ready to discourage you. <laughs> Tell them, ignore them. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. I say rejoice in the Lord. I say rejoice. That's your attitude, baby. Pay attention to the servant of God in your life, and God will pay attention to you. It's a scripture, and it's covered by biblical precedent. Check back the scriptures. There are so many examples you can think of. Some are well known, some are well talked about, some are less talked about. One that's less talked about is if you go and find time and read the very end of Acts uh, chapter 3, see what a man called Joseph who became Barnabas. What did he do? The first thing that he did after the servant of God, Peter, had shared the word of God. Find out what he says. He went and sold everything he did, and the Bible says, and he brought it at the feet of the apostle. You'll be shocked. Read it. End of chapter 3. I'll not give you the verse. The last two verses. Of chapter 3 of Acts. People will miss that. He didn't just become Barnabas, just from nowhere. Look at what he did. Hallelujah. You know the story of the Shunammite woman. It's well talked about and preached about. You know the story of the widow of Zarephath. It's well talked about and preached about. You know the story of Lydia, how he paid, she paid attention to, to the servant of God. Oh. You know the story of the church at Philippi. Philippi. That's why the man of God kept singing songs. The, the servant of God in your life must have something to say about you. That, may, that is God may have something that it adds to your account. That's what he says. It's your benefit. As a satellite, you must have a heart to say, are we in the heart of the servant of God? What is it that you've done yourself as an individual? Don't let the enemy sidetrack you because the enemy doesn't like you doing this because he knows why. So many people listen to the devil rather than the word of God. They hear the devil shouting, why did you do this? Hey, what, what, what? Hey, you are worshipping the man of God. Rubbish. You know that you are worshipping God. You are just honoring the servant of God. According to scripture. You know that according to scripture, if you stay connected to the servant of God in your life, then God will stay connected to you and to you and with you. And the devil doesn't want that. Ask yourself, is the man of God in your life ever put on your socks that you, that you bought? Socks tied When you see the servant of God in your life, you must be able to smile and say, ah, that shirt is wearing, or she's wearing, I'm the one who bought it. Ah, whatever I use, it, I feel good when you can look at someone and say, I did this, and I did that. And God will be saying, well done, my daughter, well done, my son. That's where your blessing is. Scriptures talk, talk about watering the fig tree. I'll not give you the description. you find it in the book of Proverbs. The person who waters the fig tree is the one who is the fit thereof. That's the scripture. That's the word of God, baby. 
In other words, ladies and gentlemen, in summary, those who support the men of God are supported by God. Ladies and gentlemen, it is what it is. If you know, you know. Please rise up to your feet as I please. I'm going to pray for you, everyone. I've given you these 12 pointers to life. Use these pointers in life. Apply these in your life from today going forward. Trust me, by the grace of God, you'll be a happier Christian. You'll be a happier child of God. And every day, every day, hear me, house of Judah, and apply these 12 points. Every day you live a victorious Christian life and you ride over the waves that may be brought by the enemy. You find that your Christian life is more full of joy this year than ever before. And you now know why. And you'll be beginning to thank God for the servant of God in your life. And God will bless you even more. So that as you thank God for the servant of God in your life who gives you such teaching, such teaching, such teachings. When you are praying like that, you know what God does? He then gives you more, gives you more anointing, more revelation. When you hear me next time, I'm at another level. Because you know what you're doing, ladies and gentlemen. Those who support the servant of God are supported by God. It is what it is. If you know, you know. Bless the Lord. Oh my soul, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and oh please raise the feet with me, oh that is within me, bless his oh, holy name, my brother say, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy, holy name. Raise your hands, ladies and gentlemen, as I pray for you as your father. I'm going to pray these 12 points into your life. Wherever you are, as you hear this word, as you raise your hands in faith, just imagine, feel the hand of your father, the hand of the man of God in your life, on your head right now, as I stretch my hands here in number nine, Fort Park. Have the faith that my this hand that I have stretched out now, is touching you that the God of Israel himself, the God of Abraham and Isaac himself, he says this year, is the year of the mighty hand and the outstretched arm of the Almighty God. As I stretch my hand, let it be him, the God of Israel, take hold of my hand as I stretch it. And he uses my hand to bless your life, to be able to apply these 12 points and day by day in the year 2022, you shall live a victorious Christian life with joy in your heart, joy in your spirit, victory day by day, and Amakata, and will live a life of rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice. As you do that, believe God. 
that he touches you right now. Touches you in such a way that you'll be able to apply material that gives you a smile on your face day by day. That helps you to live a victorious life day by day through him through Yeshua HaMashiach our Lord and our Savior and if you are listening to me and you have never given your life to the Lord why not do that first because he fights for his own ladies and gentlemen the God of Israel the God of Agape he fights for his own when you become a child of God and begin to apply these teachings that I've shared with you today you are on the winning side we are on his side he will make sure that he gives you everything Yes, Christian life every day. It doesn't mean that you don't go through things, but God will make sure that as you go through stuff, He will give you the upper hand through His mighty hand and outstretched arm. So why don't you give your life to the Lord Yeshua Hamashiach for a second or for a moment, for a minute? It only takes you who open your mouth and saying this prayer with me. Oh Lord God Almighty, I have heard your word. And I know and I believe that you sent your one and only begotten son, even the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, who died on the cross of Calvary. He said his blood and water that my sins may be cleansed and washed away. This afternoon and this day, I open my heart and I give my life to you, the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, as my Lord and my Savior. And I ask that you come and take control of my life. Be with me in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening. Day by day, be with me when I go, be with me when I come. Come in my life, O God the Father, and fill me with your Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Guide me through the Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh, in the way I think, the way I speak, and the way I behave. Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh, help me to live the life of a Christian day by day. As you come in my life, O oh Lord, once again I decree and I confirm with my own mouth, with my own voice, what I believe in my heart. That you are my Lord, my Savior, my Redeemer. Give your way in my life. Be my Lord and my Savior from this moment onwards and daily and ever since for the rest of my life until I meet with you in the clouds. Help me, O oh Lord, through the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. Help me to lead and to live the life of a Christian. Help me to be a blessing to your church and to your people and to your servant. Help me to lead and live this Christian life. Help me by your grace to live a victorious Christian life. I have prayed and I believe in the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. I decree and I declare that I am born again and I am your child. Amen and amen. Pray that prayer with me and continue to go to church. Let God join you to the family of believers. And you are in the house, which is called the household of faith. Now, as you raise your hands, as you kneel down, whatever you're doing, whether you're standing or whatever, I'm stretching my hand to the children of God, who is you and me. As I release my hand to you, I feel the hand of the Almighty God himself upon my head. So he pours into me so I can pour out to you. That's the way of the calling. So I'm going to pray now. 
God, in your faith, receive the mighty hand and the stretched out arm of the Lord upon your forehead, upon your head as he does it, preparing you for the year 2022, equipping you. He who he calls, he equips. This message, these messages are equipping messages. I pray now. Father, in the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the triune God of Israel, the only true God that I worship. I thank you, mighty Father, for your mighty hand and outstretched arm to bless your people and to fight their wars and their battles. Lord, I pray, Almighty Father, that as your children will begin to apply these powerful, life-changing teachings, that by your grace and your mercy, your God, their life will be for the better this year, 2022. They will live a victorious Christian life every day as they apply these 12 points and all the other teachings that they've received so far. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua Mashiach, as I release blessing upon your people, O Father, for your word says, who can be, if God God, be for us. Who can be against the Almighty Father? Who can be against? Father, you are for them. You are for your children and you are for me. You are for your church, Almighty Father. So who can be against us? Who can be against your son? Who can be against your daughter? Who can be against your child? As you raise and stretch out your hand, your mighty head and stretched out arm is upon your child. Who can be against them? Who? Lord, I pray that your touch, this day, is a touch that will change your life. So that they don't continue to come and say, I need another touch, another touch. Yes, good, get another touch. But let this touch today be unique and significant in the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach. Let this be a touch that will change their life forever. Let this be a life-changing touch. Is the mighty hand and outstretched arm of God is upon their heads and upon their forehead and upon my head and upon my forehead too. Things indeed are already better. I pray if there's anyone who was not feeling well, who is sick, Lord, you are the Lord their healer. You are the Lord my healer. You are the Lord our healer. By the stripes of Yeshua, Mashiach, they are healed. Whether they need healing spiritually, psychologically, intellectually, spiritually, mentally, oh Father. Whether they need healing physically. Nothing is too difficult for you, my Father. Let them receive healing right now in the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua, Mashiach. Those who are seeking breakthrough and deliverance, mighty God, this moment, oh Father God, is you stretch out your hand, is you have your mighty hand and stretched out your arm upon their lives. You are going to scatter their enemy. Every enemy that is fighting against them, everything and every program that is meant to be fighting against them is scattered and doomed to fail in the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach. Why? Because your mighty hand and stretched out arm is upon your children. It's upon your son. It's upon your daughter. It's upon your child. The mighty hand and stretched out arm is upon your child at this moment. Give them victory, breakthrough. I release an overcoming spirit right now. I release the spirit of an overcomer upon your child right now. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua Mashiach. From this day forward, going into 2022, your children, your child, your daughter, and your son has received the overcoming spirit 
to overcome. To live a victorious life day by day. Victory every day. Give us this day our daily bread of victory. Every day our daily bread. Their daily bread. Your child's daily bread of victory. Of grace and mercy. Of favor. Let the hand of favor be upon your child day by day. Grace, mercy, and favor be their portion day by day. You direct the steps of your child day by day. In the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach. As your child applies these points and all the other teachings before, mighty Father, I pray, that you shall surely add things into their lives. The things that they crave for, the things that they are praying for, whether it is to do with their life, whether it is to do with their health, whether it is to do with income, or whether it is to do with jobs and the ways of livelihood means. Lord, I pray that you shall attend and address to their need. This year, 2022, shall be a victory and a breakthrough as the God of Israel. You are going to provide for their needs as they attend to your need, as they do the things of God, as they attend to the things of God in the house of God, you shall attend to their things in the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach. Thank you, mighty Father, for your people who have heard the word patiently, stood there and heard and took it in word by word. Father, your children have sat and taken this word this deep word, they've taken it in word by word, and they shall apply it to your glory. And day by day, your oh Father, as I release this blessing upon their lives, I decree that from today onward, as your people shall put this word into application, I decree by the power and the authority of your anointing upon my life, that those who apply this teaching as it is, will live in testimony territory day by day, will live victoriously day by day in the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Hamashiach. And when they do that, Almighty Father, then their daily testimony, their weekly testimony, their monthly testimony, who bring glory to your name and never to the other one. Receive all the glory and all the honor is your children, your child, your son, and your daughter who testify to the glory of God the Father from today, living victoriously in the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach. I release the overcoming spirit upon them. Power from Almighty God to get things as they do the things of God. I release the blessing of divine health, long life, peace, joy, and love every day. For the kingdom of God is not food and drink, but peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Let your children receive this blessing one by one as I release it by the authority of your anointing upon my life. In the name of God, the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, your children are blessed. They are the redeemed ones of the Lord. They are blessed of the Lord from this moment going forward. And there's nothing the enemy can do about it. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, 
Peace is their portion. Joy is their portion. Favor is their portion. Grace is their portion. Love is their portion. Success is their portion. Breakthrough is their portion. Victory is their portion. Almighty Father, wherever they shall go, the steps of the Lord shall direct them. They shall be directed, Almighty Father. You shall direct their steps. Even mentally, what they think, you shall direct their thinking. Even their mental steps, you shall direct them because they are your children. I speak victory territory in their lives. Testimony territory for the rest of their lives going forward. Overcoming spirit of mindfulness to overcome all the attacks of the enemy. For we know they shall be there, but we're not worried. They shall not be daunted by the enemy. In the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua, Mashiach, I decree. I read about Olereba Kautsumeme Korukuleta, Tarishereba Karikaleka Rabagata. It is done to the glory of God the Father. In the name of Yeshua, Mashiach, I have prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. On this, the 9th of January 2022, as I have released a major blessing to the people of God from number nine, Fort Park, where God commissioned me and He said, Go forth, Walter. Go forth from nine. Forth back. Go forth from Fort Park. Go forth to the world. Go to the north. Go south. Go east. Go west. He commissioned me to go, to come to you. That's why when you pray for me, he said, Father, send yourself. You are praying for God. The one who said, Go forth. You are asking him, God, to bring me for the Rabagan to reward your life. So I can release that blessing that is put in my belly for you. Today I'm releasing this blessing. I have released the blessing from Fort Park on the 9th of January 2022. Releasing the blessing from number 9, Fort Park. We shall go forth and together we shall go yonder. Agape is love. Agape is one. Enjoy one another. Enjoy fellowship wherever you are. Eat and drink together as you meditate on the word of God today. God bless you. I love you. Bye once again. I'm out.